just touch our cheeks before... No, now that I've said cheeks and I've pluralised it, it sounds like it's about butts. Morning, everyone. I did a song. Are you proud of me? Barry normally does the songs. Welcome to Stace and Barry in the morning. I am the Stace half. And joining me on the world's longest sofa that stretches from Birmingham to Northampton is the Barry half. Good morning, Barry. You stumble through your days. Got your head hung low, your sky's a shade of grey, like a zombie in a maze. You're asleep inside, but you can't shake away, cause you're just a dead man walking, thinking that's your only option. But you can flip the switch and brighten up your darkest day. Sun is up and the colour's blinding, take the world and redefine it, leave behind your narrow mind, you'll never be the same, come alive, come alive. Good morning. Hello. That went on a lot longer than my song did. Well done for, uh, you know, showing me up in that. (laughs) It it wasn't my plan. Oh. I just just felt the music. Okay. I mean, I feel a little bit bad because I've got no idea what you were singing. Otherwise, I might have joined in, but I I, I don't know. to, To be honest, I had no idea what I was singing either. Did you legit just make that song up? Yeah. You liar. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know I'm gullible, Barry. I know that I'm gullible, but I ain't that gullibles. Crikey. Uh, no, that was from um, the, the Great Showman. Oh, shit. I only saw that on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How have I forgotten it? <laughs> to, to be honest, I, I, I'm fairly confident that Hugh Jackman did a... I'm sure he did a better job than I did. Also, to be fair to me, you know, I've only seen the movie once. I'm not going to remember every song straight away. I've only Uh, only seen the movie once, but I have listened to the soundtrack several times over. Oh, well, there you go. See, that's where you've got one over me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, blimey, that was uh, karaoke in the morning and... (laughs) 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 I may trim it down to one verse when editing comes around. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, for some reason, I can only remember two songs from that from that film, and the ones where he keeps going on about how a million dreams are keeping me awake, and it's all very exciting. It's very exciting. Did you enjoy it? I did, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit soured for me because some absolute arse honker knob jockey lobbed a milkshake into the cinema screen that we were in and it it landed at the feet of a lady about three rows away uh, about three seats away from me and my mum so we got quite a lot of milkshake on our feet but this poor girl got absolutely drenched in it and uh and she had to leave which made me feel quite, pretty bad for her she did get a refund and so did everybody else in our in our row but it oh, just made me angry especially because milkshakes at the cinema are made of Baskin and Robbins ice cream and cost about £6. So why you would want to spend £6 on a delicious, delicious ice cream and then lob it like some kind of sugary death grenade? <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand the logic there, Barry. No. I, uh, did, they, did they get the guy? No, because he literally ran in whilst the trailers were happening, lobbed a milkshake and left. We were just like, what? What a, what a crap. What a prize plonker. Wow. God, yeah, we didn't like him. Hey, should we do a little bit of uh, musical musings? Oh. I just did a little bit of Greatest Showman I for know. you there. That was awesome. 
you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I loved it. What's uh, what's your pick for musical musings this well, week? Originally, it was going to be "Come Alive," which was the the song I just butchered five minutes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I feel like I can't choose that now. So, because uh, <laughs> of the aforementioned butchering. Um, mm-hmm. So what I'm going to pick, so basically there's been two albums that I've literally been playing back-to-back every Ooh, day okay. for the past week. One was The Greatest Showman. I've actually done that thing like you do where you've got two hands, like you're holding a box and you're moving it to another side of your table. So I've got one box mm-hmm. move was The Greatest Showman, and two box move was um, The Cloverfield Paradox, which you recommended to me. I did, didn't I? Are you enjoying it? I, I imagine so, since you just said you've been listening to it on repeat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only take torture so far. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely loving that soundtrack. Bear McCreary, sir, as always, you never let me down. Tipo um, that. It's, it's Tipo that. cracking. And, um, but obviously it's Music Musings, I just don't want to pick a the whole album. There mm-hmm. is a track towards the end, which I believe is called A Stable Beam. Um, Ooh, okay. And uh, that is... Fabulous. Um, yeah, the, the music in this is just... The, it does a lot of crescendo stuff, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Where you're kind of listening, oh, this is going quite well. And all of a sudden, there's like this massive crescendo of... film and I enjoyed the film but I agree with you when I listen to the soundtrack it makes me think like I must go back and watch this film because this film was obviously the most epic film ever made because that's <laughs> what the music makes you believe yeah um, instead of a all right film you know I enjoyed yeah, it yeah. it's all right it's not bad yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I um I yeah I thought the soundtrack I don't know whether the soundtrack actually made me think a bit worse of the movie because, as you say, the soundtrack itself is so good that you're kind of expecting stuff to be going with it that's a lot more like, holy shit. Uh, and it, the movie does do some holy shits occasionally. Not like holy stools. I mean, like, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I yeah, I do feel like I need to rewatch Cloverfield Paradox still because I watched it when I was like tired and hung over from the Super Bowl <laughs> which might not be the best time to watch a movie where weird weird things happen yeah, consistently so. throughout <laughs> um, but the soundtrack does, it's one of those soundtracks that I really like listening to on the bus because it makes me feel like I'm escaping from something, I'm like crescendo and it's all very exciting <laughs> which uh, makes going to work a lot more interesting and bearable Yeah. <laughs> um, you may laugh at me for my pick for musical musings. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, just getting you know, You know how we just did a whole thing about how I didn't recognise that song from Greatest Showman? Yes. So my, my musical musing is uh, is This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Oh. <laughs> no, but the, <laughs> the, oh, dear me, what a little piggy snort, eh? Hey. Um, 
I the reason I picked this song is because it had a lot of an impact on me when I watched this movie and I wasn't expecting it to because it's the song that's accompanying all the trailers so I kind of knew it was coming yes but without spoiling too much the point at which it comes in the movie and the performances around it vocally and actingly visually (laughs) there you go (laughs) they're just like it it's such a powerful moment of the film because the song is basically about being unapologetically yourself and it's about accepting the fact that yeah you might be different from other people for x y and z reasons but that doesn't make you less than and it doesn't make you not worthy of love or money or you know, it, it it doesn't detract from your value as a human person. Yes. And as someone who, like, to sort of quantify why this song is hitting home with me quite a bit at the moment, is I have just sort of started dipping my toe into the body positivity movement. Because for people that don't know me in real life, I'm a fat lass. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm a fat lass. Um, and for a lot of my life, I've spent either a lot of time and effort trying not to be a fat lass and not being particularly happy about it uh, or kind of sort of hiding myself, not being very confident because I don't feel like, you know, because I'm a bit of a fat mess, you know, people are going to judge me, blah, 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 whatever. Whereas body positivity has sort of, I'm not like all the way there yet, but I am feeling a lot better about the fact that just because I'm fat doesn't mean I'm not also smart and funny and talented in different areas and blah 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 etc you know my weight does not equal my value as a person and so this song kind of like i actually did a little cry in the cinema and i was hoping my mum didn't see (laughs) because i was like oh no it's like it's like an anthem for all the weirdos and i love it (laughs) and yeah it just made me feel quite quite good about myself and you know other people and things it's a good song Did you, now, funnily enough, this was uh, the re—I mean, good pick first off. Yeah, um, thank you. This was the reason why we ended up going to see the film because obviously I only saw the film. So you saw it last weekend, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. it the. Yes, I saw it the weekend before, mm-hmm. um, and that was only because. Um, is it Keela Settle? That's the one. Yeah, uh, she yeah. was on um, Graham Norton. Don't hate me, I watch Graham Norton. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hate you a little bit. <laughs> don't, don't care, because this is me. Yeah, don't apologise for I'm being not, you, Barry. No, no, I won't let them break me down to dust. So, um, because I'm glorious. Anyway, so, yeah, so it was on, She and she she done that number. Now, I haven't really, I didn't watch any trailers for The Great Show. I mean, it wasn't really on my radar at all. Although I do like old school musicals, like way, way back in the day. But her performance on it was so, like, I think she got a standing ovation. She was just belting it out. She's um, amazing. And Sue was already kind of circling the fact that she wanted to go and see it. And then that sort of nailed it. And she was like, will you come and see it with me? Because she didn't really have anyone. And I was like, mm, okay. But 
I kind of burst out of that cinema hoping like when I burst out there was going to be a massive circus troupe and I'd have like a huge hat on and I'd be dancing and my whole world would turn into musical. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Mm. Um, but It very rarely does. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But that, this is me. Do you know the story behind it? No. Is that, oh, is there a good juicy story behind it? Well, I have I to good send you the link. Well, well, basically, this, this film has been in development. He Jack has been trying to get it made for like seven years. Wow. And um, what they did was a series of workshops where they kind of, they run through the script and they sing the songs to kind of, and the whole point is they're trying to get the movie greenlit. And it was the last workshop that they did and Keela Settle was there for it. Um, and originally she didn't want to sing that song. Mm. Originally they were going to get, she, was, she said, get someone else to sing it. Um, I'll do the backing or something for it. And it was Hugh Jackman sort of, you know, encouraged her and pushed her or whatever into doing it. And they actually recorded the last, um, that last session. And in many ways, that's more powerful than the movie scene. Mm. Because it starts off of her kind of quite shy, kind of singing the song, but kind of behind the desk sort of thing. And then she sort of comes out and then obviously it goes into a whole another level. I won't say any more because I think you really should watch it because it's brilliant. It's on YouTube. Okay, I'll definitely dig that out. Yeah, I'll send you the link afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good choice. Good choice. Thank you. Thank you very much. And go and see the great show when you don't see it because it's a great film. It is a great film. It's just fun. I was a bit concerned about it because I'm not a big fan. I'm weird with musicals. There are some that I absolutely adore. Like, um, for some reason, one of my favourite movies ever is Easter Parade, which is like a well-old, awesome musical. That's Julie um, Garland, isn't it? Is it, Julie? it is, yeah. yes, and it is amazing. Um, but things like, ugh, like I wanted to gouge my own eardrums out with Moulin Rouge. Like, I fucking hate that film, and I hate that everybody loves it. <laughs> it really riles me up because it isn't any good. <laughs> um so, yeah, I was a bit concerned about seeing it, but my mum was like, go on, go on, go on, go on. So I did, and I was like, I'm glad I did now. It's real good. It's real good. I think it's because the way they did it, it felt like a throwback to the old school musicals, as opposed to some of the musicals they've done since then, where they tried to modernise them up a bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind Moulin Rouge, but I, I didn't really get what all the fuss was about, to be honest. I think my biggest problem with that is they hired people who aren't that good at singing. And if I'm going to see a musical, yeah. I want people to be able to sing. <laughs> like, that's the fucking point. <laughs> like, nobody wants to see a musical with people that... Like, that's kind of why I didn't like the musical Buffy episode, but we'll skip over that because everybody loves it. And let's do a pick of the Fortnite. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's. Trumpets. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Uh um, it's my turn to go first, isn't it? It is. Okay. So, my pick of the fortnight... <laughs> <laughs> my pick of the fortnight is um, it's actually a trailer. <laughs> okay, go on. So, do you remember in the last episode, we talk about Skyscraper? <laughs> we did the rock versus yeah. a skyscraper. So, yeah. I, I was... You know, living life large off the back of that trailer, thinking it's the rock versus the skyscraper. Life doesn't get any better than that. And then I watched a trailer for Rampage. Oh, I've not seen this. <gasps> <laughs> Sell it to me, B. What is what? What's a Rampage? Basically, it's 
it's a it's the rock the rock is best mates with King Kong and they take on other monsters. What? What? <laughs> what even is the rock now? Mike is he a Frank. real person or is he <laughs> is he a fucking figment of our ridiculous imaginations? Because what? Let me okay. let me read you the blurb, right? I, I don't even know if this is actually a real job title. Okay, so bear with me. Primatologist David Oki probably said that wrong. <laughs> shares a, shares an unshakable bond with George, an extraordinary intelligent silverback gorilla that has been in his care since birth. When a rogue, because obviously he has to be rogue, when a rogue genetic experiment goes wrong. It causes George, a wolf, and a reptile to grow to a monstrous size. As a mutated beast embark, embark on the path of destruction, Oki teams up with discredited genetic engineer and the military to secure an antidote and prevent a global t- catastrophe. Boom. I, d- I mean, I don't even know what to make of this. <laughs> and I haven't even done the And it's based on a video game which I used to play as a kid and loved. Oh, wow. Boom. I mean... What more can you even say? <laughs> nothing, Stace. There's nothing you can say. I have got nothing. I, I just... Well, well. I'm going to have to go and watch the trailer you, for that, you I think. Are. And the, the blurb... Not the blurb. The, um, the tagline is, Big meets bigger. <laughs> it's, just got, it's just got the rock standing underneath this giant egg <laughs> with a gun and a kind of like ammo pack. I'm all over that film. <laughs> I am a hundred percent sure he is not a real person. <laughs> like, just how does? Oh God! I think I joked last time, didn't I, about the the computer that's just churning out the rock based movie pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I did think oh, of you no. when, I, when I watched. It. I was like, Stacey's gonna lose her shit. Oh God! Is he in everything? Also, like. <laughs> oh. I Oh, uh, yeah. do you know what? I'm going to watch it. I'll come back to you next time <laughs> on my thoughts on Rampage. <laughs> I have a much more tame uh, pick of the fortnight. Okay. I went to see The Shape of Water the other day. I've been doing a lot of cinema goage because, yeah. you know, Cineworld cards, other cinemas and cards are available, but that is my chosen one. Okay. Um, mostly I went to see this, not because I cared particularly about the trailers or anything, but because it looks like a movie about Abe Sapien and he's my fave character from Hellboy. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it, right, it's by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. So that's step one in, in favour of Abe Sapien. The amphibian guy, what is in it, is played by the same guy that played Abe Sapien. Yeah. He looks exactly fucking like Abe Sapien. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like, exactly fucking like Abe Sapien. So I'm choosing to see it as, like, a Hellboy prequel uh, about a wee little love story that happened in Abe Sapien's past. And it is grand. I thought, going into it, that I was going to have a large problem about ladies wanting to do it with a fish. Because that is mostly what this movie is. It's It's a film about a lady what wants to do it with a fish man. But, and I'll... I don't want to say why because it will spoil stuff, but okay. in the context of the rest of the movie, it suddenly makes perfect sense and then it's fine. <laughs> right. So I'll leave that there. The thing about this movie is that it is um, beautiful, like like really beautiful. So how much do you know about this film? I don't know. I, I've watched one trailer for it. That's it. Okay. I I, I would say, I mean... 
I have now seen nine movies that came out in 2018 this year, which is pretty good for me, actually. Mm-hmm. This is my top movie so far. Wow. So, yeah. And I've seen quite a lot of really good movies. Um, so, yeah, I would just recommend people go and see. It's The soundtrack is um, lovely. It's got... I don't know whether I missed something at the start, but it has a kind of, like, sort of almost sort of vintage French kind of feel to the soundtrack, even though it seems like it's set in America. Um, But it's still like a really beautiful soundtrack. And all the effects and the underwater stuff is gorgeous. And the the story itself is really beautiful. Um, The main lady character in it doesn't – she's mute. She doesn't talk. But somehow, like, the lady who plays her, and I'm temporarily having a brain fart on her name, and I'm really sorry. She's not listening to this, I'm fairly certain, but if she uh, is, I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> she, won't be, she won't be for much longer, will she? <laughs> but she does an absolutely amazing job of communicating, like, all of her emotions in her face and in her sign language. And she has a really beautiful relationship with this guy that she's living with. It's very sweet when you see them together. Like, it's lovely to see a friendship on screen that's not, like, leading somewhere romantic. It's just a friendship. Yeah, it's yeah. just a man and woman, and they're really close friends, and it's really lovely. Um, like and us. yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, we obviously both are madly in love with each other. Yeah, obviously. That, obviously. But that won't happen until, like, season three. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just a really beautiful film. I really enjoyed it quite a lot. Cool. There you go. There you go. Hurry! Yeah. Let's do a moments of geekdom. Jazz. Nice. There you go. Would you like to go first or shall I? You should go first because I went first in the previous section. Okie dokie. Well, I have had a hard time with this because I can't remember what I've picked before. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and I realise I need to make better notes. Yes. Um, so this time, I'm fairly certain I haven't picked this before. Um, I picked Deadpool, the sequence in particular with the 12 bullets. And the reason that I picked that is partly because of all the Deadpool 2 stuff that's come out that's made me all hyper- hyperactive for Deadpool again. But also because when I saw that at the cinema, um, my husband can attest to how much I slapped his leg in excitement for all of the bits. For, oh, God, it's so good. Um, I love a Deadpool. I really love a Deadpool. He's one of my favourite characters. Um, Like, Captain America got me into comics, but Deadpool kept me there is how I would phrase it, I think. Um, So I was nervous when I saw Deadpool that it was going to be crap or, like, nothing like actual Deadpool. And I think that scene with the 12 bullets, with all the badass fighting skills and silly old sass, was just, like, just perfect Deadpool for me. Just, like, absolutely... And the whole time I watched it, I was, like, grinning from ear to ear and, like, crying laughing. And it was just, mm, mwah, perfect. (laughs) I know how much you liked that film. Honestly, I could I could watch it like probably once a day, and I wouldn't get sick of it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be like I couldn't because of work and other commitments, but I would like to. <laughs> it's a good film, that. It's a good film. If you haven't seen it, you should. You really should. I I have seen it. Good. 
<laughs> I was going to have to come all the way up to Northampton to give you a slam. <laughs> Just, <clears throat> Barry, have one of them. Um, so, my pick is from a older uh, superhero film. Um, of one title. One title, sorry. A one-word title, like Deadpool. Blade. <laughs> now... Personally, I get a bit annoyed these days because I don't think Blade gets the love he, sh- he should get, given that, like, you know, he was one of the, the first sort of comic book films that actually showed us that you could do really good adult comic book films. Because um, mm-hmm. I know we had Superman before and Batman, Chris, you know, and all that sort of stuff, but Blade was 18, as I remember rightly. And I remember uh, loads of my friends ringing me up after they'd seen it, saying to me I needed to go and see this film. And then one of them actually kept, drove to Northampton to take me to see Blade. Because <laughs> he was so annoyed that I hadn't seen it yet. Because he was like, you know, you will love this film. And normally when I talk about... Um, my initial moment of geekdom I was going to pick was is the first time you actually see Blade when he walks into the club. Yeah. And everyone just loses their shit. And I remember thinking there's like... 40 vampires and one dude's walked in and 40 vampires have collectively shit themselves. <laughs> and without him having done any martial arts or anything, you just it gave you a sense that this was a serious guy, you know. Yep. Um, but the, the moment of geekdom I'm going to pick is later on and it's not even with Blade and Blade's not even in this scene. Um, it's Whistler. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Whistler is... Blade's this sort of badass vampire killer, but obviously Whistler's trained him. So he's got to not only be equally as badass, but he's got to be more so. Mm-hmm. And the way Chris Christopherson did that was there was just one scene where he's talking to like the doctor who they sort of save or whatever. And um, he's, I think he's smoking a cigarette whilst filling up a, filling up a car with petrol and petrol spilling all over the floor whilst he's smoking a cigarette. And then uh, he turns to her. I think she's going. He says, oh, one other thing. Buy yourself a gun. You start getting sensitive to daylight. You find you're thirsty regardless of how much you have to drink. I suggest you take that gun and use it on yourself. Better than that than the alternative. Now, I'm quoting that, obviously. Um, but I just loved that scene. I just loved it. I just thought it was it was just a brilliant way to show you just how badass that guy was. And I absolutely loved that film. And it just doesn't get the, the love that it should. So. I agree. I really like that film. I um, we rewatched it a couple of years ago. I can't remember for why. It was like it was on New Year's Day. Just right. a bit weird. <laughs> Let's watch Blade. Um, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Blood everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I think that film. What I like about about Blade quite a lot is that it's very unapologetically Blade. If that makes sense. Yes. Like it did. Like with like with Deadpool as well. It doesn't shy away from the like the gross bits, the very violent bits, or the absolute badass bits. Like, he's not like a, you know, a guy with flaws who overcomes or what. He's just like a, I'm a, I'm a fucking kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah there's no arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, you know, but at the same time, you know he's the good guy. Yeah. Even though he's actually a bit of a twat, like yeah. for the most part, you know that he's fighting the good fight. And you are like all for him, just dusting the shit out of vampires. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, it's a really good film, that. Yeah. Really good film. I actually prefer it to. Um, I know loads of people say that 
they find, they think Blade Two was like the film, and that was a superior film. Personally, I I still prefer the first Blade, but that's just me. I'll be honest, I don't remember Blade Two very well because I haven't seen it very often because I pretty much just watch Blade a lot yeah. and then Blade Three a lot because Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, I'm less enamoured of Blade Three, but I, I get the Ryan Reynolds thing because he was quite. Good I, at that. Yeah, my problem with Blade Three is the fact that Wesley Snipes is just kind of like sleepwalking his way through it because I actually don't think there's a bad film nestled in there. Um, it just needed some shining, some polishing, yeah. as it were. Ah, on that note, yes. <laughs> that was Stace and Barry in the morning. I hope you all enjoyed it over your toast and cereal and coffee and whatnot. Um, if you would like to do a follow of us on the Twitter, go to Stace and Barry on on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, you can send us an email staceandbarry at gmail.com and don't forget to keep an ear out for the pair of us on the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour live show taking place from 9 o'clock UK time on Saturday the 28th of April at mixler.com forward slash spcp dash live where we'll be raising money for the British Heart Foundation by talking for 24 hours straight it's gonna be great yeah. and i'm <laughs> fairly confident there will be show tunes i'm almost certain there will be songs like like a lot <laughs> like, like so i think that's the thing that if i have to you know make a criticism of our last live show i don't think there was there were enough show tunes yeah no i think we might have dropped the ball a little bit there to yeah. be honest but you know we'll definitely pick it up this time yeah. and keep it rolling definitely 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 uh so yeah have a good rest of the weekend folks and we'll catch you in a fortnight bye everyone bye all